0: Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Print On Demand Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Kerry Egler, here with my co-host, Adrian Von Arks. And today we're talking about three huge trends, print on demand trends in 2024. Now, these aren't predictions. Before you even ask, this isn't a predictions episode. These are things that are already rolling out in print on demand, but that we see growing throughout 2024 and the coming years. So it's gonna be a great episode. Before we dive in, I wanna ask you to subscribe to the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, just follow the podcast, become a subscriber. We'd love to have you become a part of the family. And so with all that out of the way, let's dive into the episode. Adrian, what's going on, man? Hey man, I am doing well. How about yourself? Doing great, man. Weather, weather is amazing here in Oklahoma. It's uh it's been like 80s, 70s last couple of weeks. We're getting like a real fall. We usually don't we usually just go straight to winter. We just go summer to winter. So right on. We're getting a fall, which is is pretty nice. It's been awesome.
1: That's awesome. I forgot what seasons feel like being in Arizona, you know? True. It's uh, it's summer every day here. <laughs> um uh, but dude, can you believe that we're so close to Black Friday? No,
0: I mean, when this comes out, it's one week till Black yeah. Friday.
1: November 24th, 10 days away from the big
0: day. Well, so when, I hope well, when all our listeners- when people, when people are listening to this, it's all, it's less days. It's not 10 days away. Right,
1: 10 days from the time we're recording. 10 days from the time we're recording. So hopefully all of our listeners that are participating in Black Friday, Cyber Monday this year, hopefully you guys are feeling already all kind of- you know, good to go. Mm -hmm. It's always a good idea to start well in advance of the actual time, because I know what it's like doing it well in advance. And I know what it's like doing it last minute. And dude, it's just, it's, it's terrible. You feel so burnt out. It's so much work. And then if you don't get the results you want, you're just super disappointed because you're burnt out and you have nothing to show for it. But
0: I'm already getting the Black Friday sales from my favorite brands coming through the email. Like I'm seeing them yeah. getting the ads. So I'm already I'm already starting to pick up some deals here and there. Uh, so it's it's happening, man. We're here. We made it. Fourth quarter. Yeah. Let's do it. Well, yeah.
1: I mean, especially because a lot of people are going to do VIP Black Friday sales. A lot of our listeners, a lot of brands, Mm -hmm. they're going to do VIP Black Friday sales. They're going to be starting before Black Friday. So I also have seen some ads for brands that are already rolling out their Black Friday deals. So Mm -hmm. um, right on.
0: Do you want to kick us into our review for the week?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we are going to shout out one of our amazing listeners for our, our what do we call last week? Our listener of the week. We're trying to think of something cooler, guys. If you have any ideas, drop them in YouTube. Drop them in yeah. YouTube comments or or message us on, on social media. Um, at Ecom Legends Academy for me, message me on Instagram or at Carrie Egler on Instagram. Uh, but we're going to call our listener of the week. So this listener is... Am I getting this name right? Aspiring POD Shirtpreneur? That's right. Right on, all right, all right. Just like nothing to the imagination, straight to the chase, I love it. Um, All right, so Aspiring POD Shirtpreneur, love that name, says, the information that Adrian and Carrie share in this podcast is invaluable to anyone interested in starting a POD business. Thanks guys for sharing your stories and experiences. It is inspiring us listeners to move forward and not give up Yes, looking forward every week to hearing what you guys have in store for us.
0: So good. Thank you. Here aspiring you shirtpreneur. Yes. Uh, yeah. We're excited to Thank see you, you grow so and uh, we want to keep up with your journey. Let us know how, how things are going. Like we love, we'd love, we love to hear about how your journey's going and we appreciate that. Uh, very, very kind review you well know. let's let's kick into the content for this episode. I, I'm personally really excited about this episode um, we were talking before the before we started recording. so just want to be clear this is not a predictions episode <laughs> for 2024 <laughs> not a predictions episode May, we did one at the beginning of 2023 we did a predictions episode and then maybe we'll do one at the beginning of 2024. you know what's a funny idea Adrian is uh I heard one of my favorite podcasts they did a they did like a a, a follow up episode to their predictions, and they yes. and they were like, "How many did we get right?" <laughs> yes, I've seen that too. It's, I love it. it. It's such an interesting idea. Maybe we should do that. But the so what what this episode is is these are three really unique things that are happening in print on demand that are already happening right now. Uh, we just expect them to keep growing and become more. I would say common. The three things I have on here are probably things that aren't like super common in print on demand, but we're seeing these already rolling out. And so again, we're not predicting like this new thing is going to happen in 2024. These are things that are already <laughs> happening. <laughs> well,
1: you're the more you're laughing, saying ever. it's not a predictions episode, <laughs> I'm just thinking of the title, not a prediction episode 2024.
0: <laughs> not a 2024 predictions episode. Yes, yes. <laughs> So the title of this episode is Three Huge Print-On-Demand Trends for 2024. Not a predictions episode. But not a
1: predictions episode, yes.
0: Yes. (laughs) Okay, well, we got three things on here. They're big things, okay? These are all really big impact to print-on-demand. So anyways, to kick it off, I want to talk about a little bit about – is print on demand growing? Like I want to talk about the growth of print on demand to kind of start this off before we get into the, 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 the three things I'm really excited to hear your thoughts on this, Adrian, because as I was thinking about this uh, and kind of putting together this episode, um, I think that it's been cool because we've been in print on demand for so long for seven years or so. Mm-hmm. And so like, if <clears throat> we look back now on when we started, like it's a completely different industry, right? Like it's mm. so different. Mm-hmm. And I've done a few, I've done a few YouTube videos, um, over the last couple of years on just the growth of print on demand. So I've been, it's cool because when I do those videos, I get to do like a deep dive into actually, like, I try to look at some of the data and look at some of the stats, but then also uh, one really cool thing I did in a recent video, uh, that I just want to mention is I went to the Wayback Machine. You ever go to the Wayback Machine?
1: Yeah, dude, I love the Wayback Machine.
0: I went to- again. see it's, how
1: crappy my old websites looked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it,
0: if, uh, if you don't know what the Wayback Machine is, you can search Wayback Machine. It basically takes a snapshot in time of pretty much any website. And so you can go back like 20 years ago and see like, what did Google look like? What did eBay look like in all these sites? So what I did on the, I think one of my last videos that I did this, I went and looked at the Shopify app store uh, from when I started- I just wanted to know, I didn't go, I don't think I went back further than that. I was like, when I started in print on demand, how many print on demand providers were there? Hmm. And I don't remember the exact number, but it was like five or something. (laughs) It was like less than 10. And then like fast forward to today and there's like 400 plus or something results that come up when you search print on demand. And it's not only print on demand companies, but it's a whole ecosystem of print on demand things and different apps and different types of just stuff out there. And so, um, it's pretty cool to see, like, without even looking at the stats, how much it's grown just from being in it and, and seeing the evolution of it, the software, the tech, the print quality, the amount of products. I mean, it's pretty crazy. Mm. Um, You have any thoughts on that before we get into the stats?
1: Well, I, 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 I have an idea of the stats. I've looked at them before and man, it's mind blowing. I think. I think there's like this huge misconception that print on demand has peaked. But according to the stats, we're really only at like the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to let you drop the stats, but this is just what I know. Um, the other thing I was going to say is, yeah, man, it's crazy thinking back when we started in print on demand, a lot of our favorite and what we believe are the best print on demand companies out there didn't even exist, man.
0: True. It's crazy. Very
1: true. It's crazy. Yeah. But one yeah. of their
0: like quick story I wanted to tell which it, this happens all the time so it's not even really that unique of like a story to tell but I was at dinner the other night uh, with a few of my pickleball friends my wife and I were out to dinner we went we actually went and played pickleball with this group of couples and then we went to dinner and of course people are asking me what I do and tell them you know all the things that I do and um, <clears throat> they, they started asking me questions like well how do you how much capital do you need? You know, to like the, the guy that I was talking to, he assumed that he he actually said, well, I assume when you start a business like that, you need like a lot of capital, it's capital heavy because, and so I, you know, I, as I started to explain to him this concept of print on demand, you know, it was very, very quickly that I realized he has no idea what print on demand is. He's never heard mm. of this business model. It's so mind blowing. Right. Um, and, and we're in it. So we, it's not as mind blowing to us anymore, the concept, but to normal people, what's crazy is most people still don't know about what print on demand is. Yeah. And here's what's crazy is you have brands out here that are you know multi seven figure tens of millions of dollar brands that use print on demand. Their customers have no idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. My customers have no idea. Your customers have no idea mm-hmm. that these items are being printed one at a time. They are just getting a T-shirt. <laughs> Like they're just getting a hoodie or a mug or whatever. They don't know that we're using this, this business model called print on demand in this huge industry. Mm -hmm. They have no idea. They just think like some guys somewhere printing, printing my thing, you know, like, um, I just think it's interesting because I like a question that gets asked a lot is like, is print on demand dead or is print on demand still viable? And I'm like, okay, let's take print on demand out of the equation. Mm -hmm. Are t-shirts still selling? Right. Product, are people still right? buying clothing? Are, are people, people still, still buying, buying these accessories? Anything, right? Yeah, um, yeah. They're, they're, can wall art and shower curtains and you know anything. Bedding. Anything, are people bedding.
1: buying uh, travel suitcases? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, like, the customer is not thinking, "Should I buy a print-on-demand product?" Like, right. You know, they don't know. So, anyways, I I know we want to get into the stats, but um, I get that all the time where people are just like asking me about it. And it's like, they have no idea. I really have one big stat here in addition to one I already shared, but today the, or in 2022, the print on demand industry was valued at about 5.39 billion projections say it will grow to 39 billion by 2031. So Mm. that's, that's nine years. Um, and that's, you know, 600% growth or something, something crazy, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, six X what it will be now so mm-hmm. I think you know if you were to look at a company and you project that kind of growth over a nine or ten year period you would say that that company is going to like explode um, you know in that in that time period and so um, what's crazy is you know the growth we've already seen with print on demand has been equally as exponential so like there are other stats out there that showed that it was going to grow by by 2031 it grow to like 43 billion even more mm-hmm. Um so it's pr- it's pretty crazy, and then as I mentioned earlier, just looking at the number of companies, when you know when we started, there's just a few. Today, there's hundreds of print-on-demand companies. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing I would just say is, um, a lot of these the, these larger print-on-demand companies, and even some startups. One of the companies we've worked with and talked about a lot is Gelato, and and, and Gelato has not been around that long, and they're a venture-backed company with. Huge and like huge investments of mm-hmm. hundreds of millions of dollars being poured into them uh, to grow those businesses, and that's not just gelato. That's many of the top print-on-demand providers. Investors are pouring hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, into, into these, these companies to grow these businesses because the opportunity is so massive. So yeah. you as a seller and your customer, that's, that's good news, right? That's good news for you, you as the seller, that this is a growing industry. That's going to have only more opportunity over the next five to 10 years than even you have today.
1: Yeah. I really like the point you made about, you know, not just thinking of it as print on a man, but thinking about like the product the, is the product dying because If you're selling typewriters right now, yes, your product is dying. If you're selling VHS right now, yes, your product is dying. If you're selling t-shirts or hoodies or sweatshirts, things that humans are gonna wear forever, your product is not dying, you know? So I really like that point. And um, yeah, I believe it. I think the creator economy and I think print on demand, I think we've just scraped the surface. And this is why I'm excited that people are excited about this because it has already, already evolved so much just since we got into this. But it has so much more evolving to do, and I'm predicting. This is not a predictions episode, but I'm predicting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm predicting that in the future the lines between retail and print on demand are going to be very blurred yeah. because there's environmental. A lot of these retailers are getting hated on for like carbon, their carbon footprint and for like, you know, printing a bunch of stuff and then it ending up in landfills. It's It can, you know, as costs go down for print-on-demand or as the efficiency improves, there's going to be a stronger case for a lot more companies to move over to print-on-demand. I think the production times are going to get shorter. They already have gotten a lot shorter. I think they're going to continue to get shorter. The quality is going to continue to improve. The product selection is going to continue to grow. The branding options are going to continue to grow. Like you can already hardly tell the difference.
0: What's that? spoil my list. you my list. <laughs> All right, sorry, sorry, sorry. Back to you. <laughs> uh, you, you let me just rattle off everything on your, I'm just kidding. Uh so let's let's get into let's get into three three big trends we're seeing in the print on demand uh industry <coughs> with the with the the lens of print on demand is growing exponentially. Um uh, and that's exciting. And I lo- I love what you said about uh, so many things there um, I think is very good. So number one huge trend that we're seeing is uh, direct-to-film printing. So this has probably been, I would say so far, been kind of mentioned for the last two years or so, uh, maybe a year, year to two years, that we're starting to see this technology creep up into more um, print-on-demand companies and become more available. Uh, and what we've seen this year is we've seen a few... There was kind of one company that started it, and then we've seen a few others start to roll this out. And so uh, the trend that we're seeing is I-, I believe that more print-on-demand companies are either going to add this option or potentially transition <laughs> to direct-to-film printing technology as opposed to um, direct-to-garment printing. Mm. So we mm. should talk about uh, some of the differences between these two mm-hmm. these two, uh, print methods so first of all let me just throw a disclaimer out there I don't, I don't know how much, I don't want to speak for Adrian but I am not a print professional I don't un, totally me neither. I don't <laughs> understand the whole all the technology right like so I'm not on that side of it right like I'm really on the marketing side of it and the building brands and those kind of things I think that's where you fall as well Adrian yep um, but essentially you know direct to here's what you need to know is direct to garment printing has been the standard printing method for print on demand providers for a number of reasons. Essentially what it is, the big, big, huge printer that costs tens of thousands of dollars. My, what I've heard is 35 to 50 grand, somewhere in that range for like a, you know, very heavy duty, good quality, direct to garment printer. What that allows you to do is essentially you could think of it like a big printer, like you would have at home, just a bigger, more expensive version. So on your mm. printer at home, you go to a computer, press a button, print, and then it prints onto a piece of paper. With mm-hmm. one of these direct-to-garment printers, you would put a t-shirt in it and then press a button on a computer and that it would print your design on that t-shirt. There's other things that go into it, but that's been the standard for print-on-demand. But that has come with you know some issues, right? Like the co- color colors on those t-shirts sometimes are not super vibrant. Uh, mm-hmm. And then when you wash them, sometimes they they fade a little bit quicker than other methods of printing like screen printing, which is I'm not going to go into what screen printing is, but screen printing is mainly when you want to print uh, items in bulk, you'll go to a screen printer and they use a whole different technology with ink and different things. Mm-hmm. And so um, typically, you know, direct-to-garment has kind of this reputation for maybe not holding up as long, those kind of things. So direct-to-film print printing mm-hmm is a newer type of technology that promises more vibrant colors and longer-lasting prints that hold up after being washed. Mm -hmm. So essentially, print-on-demands are saying, hey, we want to solve some of the issues with direct-to-garment with this new technology called direct-to-film. I think one of the barriers to this, I want to hear your thoughts, but I, I think one of the barriers to this, why we're not seeing it roll out super quick, is because there is a huge investment to switch over the the existing technology over to this new technology right all these print on demand mm-hmm. companies they have these huge factories and these very expensive uh, equipment and they have to get rid of all that equipment and bring in all this new stuff right and so it's probably good for the long term but it's a slow rollout because you know potentially because these these print on demand uh, companies have to come up with that capital so as far as like how direct to film works i don't know all of, all of how it works, but essentially I believe it's a little closer to like a, like a, like a vinyl or like a press type thing as opposed to direct to garment. I could be totally wrong, but I know in feeling it, it feels a little bit heavier. It's a little more like vinyl, um, mm-hmm. which some people like, some people don't, uh, but overall supposed to be better colors and longer lasting prints. Adrian, your thoughts.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm excited by the potential, um, of it. Uh, and I <clears throat> I, w- I was actually kind of surprised that it took some of the really big companies a while to roll it out. Um, there were some smaller companies that actually rolled it out before them, and I was surprised. Uh, but now I know Printful offers it um, on some of their products, Printify offers it on some of their products, and we're seeing like the big, the big players starting to roll it out. So clearly they see the potential of this, what I'm most excited about for this, I, I haven't like, I, I'm i like Carrie, I, I'm the marketing and branding and product creation guy. So I don't know everything about direct to film, but what I do like about it is the idea that it's going to make designs appear more vibrant, especially on black yes. clothing, That's because funny a lot of times, especially if you have something blocky, if you have a blocky design on let's say a black t-shirt, it just doesn't look good on direct to garment a lot. Like for example, I don't think anyone would actually do this, but if someone put a big black white square on a black t-shirt and got a direct to garment printed, it would look pretty terrible. And um, it would look faded. It would look maybe like granular and whatnot. It just wouldn't look good. So I love, Particularly, the idea of how this could transform, you know, black blanks, black t-shirts and hoodies and sweatshirts, and make them more vibrant. Uh, of course, I love the idea that the quality, you know, the design lasts longer. Um, that's not gonna uh, that's not gonna immediately show to customers when they buy it. You know, it's not an immediate benefit, but as they wash it more, then it will. And you want. Them to have a good experience so that they come back. So, quality is very important uh, in the long term to get customers to buy again and again, which should always be the goal. So, that's what I'm most excited about it for. Uh, you know, I actually think direct to garment looks really good. Like black ink on white shirts looks awesome on direct to garment. Black ink no on gray shirts. On-
0: most on white, most direct-to-garment on white looks really, really good. It looks
1: super good, and even yeah. on other lighter colors, right? It's the darker colors that I think could really benefit from the direct-to-film. I also heard—I don't quote me on this—but I also heard that direct-to-film can be printed on some fabrics that direct-to-garment struggles with. Have you heard anything about that?
0: Uh, no, no, Yes, I have. Yes. Specifically, uh, performance type fabric. So Mm. probably like the shirt you're wearing, like, like, uh, dry fit kind of, uh, feeling different performance, uh, apparel direct to film. That's what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's
1: awesome because that just gives us more options as sellers. Right. Um, especially if you're like in the sports niche and you want to create jerseys or something like that, if direct to film is going to create really nice jerseys, then that just kind of opens up like, you know, a lot for you.
0: Yeah. And, and I, I, yeah, I think, I think this overall should be a really positive and good thing if they get, if, if the print on demand companies can get it right. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the question is for for everyone listening and for us is like, is the whole industry going to go to this? is it going to be like some products are on it some products aren't like what's the long-term vision for direct to film because i'd love to know you know where we're going now i think the good thing is in most cases you shouldn't see any interruption in fulfillment you know like they're doing a print on demands are doing a very good job and not all print on demands are switching over to this that's another thing to know is like currently it's not like everybody's just going to it it's really we're just seeing a few companies um Mm -hmm. i think what will happen If the big players, like you mentioned, are switching or adding that option, I think a lot of the smaller companies will be forced to, or they're probably could potentially go away if they don't Mm. change it. But I don't know. Maybe not. What's that? Yeah, Yeah, you got to innovate. You got to
1: innovate. Like the seller, like us sellers, we're going to go to who's going to give us the best chance of being successful. Um, And the innovative companies are in a lot of cases going to be the ones that do.
0: And I would venture to say that like quality is probably the number one thing that new sellers that I get asked about the most is, is quality. Um, I mean, there's, there's a few other things, but quality is definitely up there. If not the biggest thing is like people that I work with shirt school, you know, in our, in our coaching program, all that kind of stuff. Like there's a lot of questions all the time about quality on YouTube and all those kinds of things. They want to know which print on demand has the best quality. They want to know, you know, yeah, they want They want to know those things. So I think, um, this will give sellers more confidence in the quality, especially like you mentioned on dark fabrics and, you know, performance fabrics. And I know there's a lot of other uses for it as well. So yeah. Ready to keep going. Let's keep it rolling. All right. Number two trend for 2024 that again, it's kind of very similar to the last one of what we're seeing. And we, Recently did an episode. You can go back to episode 46 to learn more about this one. So we'll try to keep it somewhat brief. But number two is custom branding expansion. So just the expansion of custom, like branded products. Um, and again, similar to the last one we talked about, this is something that's already been rolling out in a lot of new newer, not newer print-on-demands, but a lot of print-on-demands have been rolling this out as a new feature. And I think it's something that they like print on demands are feeling like they need to have in order to compete. I mm-hmm. think Printful's had this for a while. Yeah. Some other companies have had it for a while, but now we're starting to see like, Oh, this is becoming more important to us as sellers. It's becoming more important to the print on demands in order to compete. And so, uh, in talking with different print on demand companies, this is something that's very high on their priority list. And so what we're talking about is, um, PODs and adding more branding options for more products. So mainly apparel products doing custom tags or like in episode 46, we talked about the company AppLeak that has all these different cool options
1: mm-hmm. for branding,
0: you know, from hang tags to stitched, stitch labels and different things like that. Um, more, uh, we're, we kind of are saying, believe, we believe that more PODs will add this to their catalog and in, in different ways. Uh, Custom tags and then custom packaging. So that's another one that is pretty rare to find right now. But again, we're starting to see print on demands, roll it out. And that's being able to do more things with the packaging, the inserts and the experience uh, Mm -hmm. that your customers are getting. Adrian, your thoughts.
1: Yeah, uh, so Printful was definitely like the OG of branding. Like they were, I've been doing branding for years. Like I've been doing inside neck labels for years. I will say though, I had made well over a million dollars in sales before I did inside neck labels. So I just wanna like make it very clear. And we have a lot of students ask about this in Six Figure Founder and in T-Shirt Legends Academy, my beginner coaching program. People ask a lot, like, do I need to have custom neck labels? and the answer is no especially if you have very competitive pricing now i i i always push people to try to increase the perceived value so that they can push up their price and that is an excellent way to do it having inside neck labels branding options but yeah i mean printful i was i was so shocked because for so many years Anyone that wanted good branding options went to Printful. It was was like they have Monopoly. And I was so surprised that no one else was jumping on this. So many people want to create brands. They want to create long-term sustainable brands. They don't just want to create a t-shirt business. They want to create like a clothing brand or lifestyle brand, something like that, right? Something with staying power. And that's what we believe. That's what we teach all of our students. We're big on creating mission-based brands. And um, finally, a couple of the big, big players started releasing branding designs to give their users options. So Printify recently came out with branding options. Gelato came out with branding options, some others. But for a long time, I felt like anyone that wanted to good branding options or any branding options at all, I would just direct them to Printful because no one could even come close. So my prediction, without this being a prediction episode, is that these companies are gonna, not only are companies gonna introduce branding options, I think they're gonna introduce them to more of their product catalog. So for example, if you go into Printful or Printify, uh, I'm guessing Gelato's the same way, like you can't get branding on every product. And a lot of them, a lot of products, you cannot do inside neck labels. So you're kind of, you have a limited selection. It's not like the whole catalog is available for you. And if you're trying to create a brand with all branded products, you are limited to the products available in the catalog. And so I believe that we know firsthand because our students are asking about this and actually a lot of our students are doing inside neck labels. Mm -hmm. And so we know that this is really big. And I think the print on demand companies are finally starting to catch on. And that's why I think that they're not only going to roll it out, I think they're going to start rolling out for more products. And I hope they do because we all want more options. You know what I mean? It's nice to have options uh, if we want to create a brand with branded
0: products. Yeah. One thing I wanted to mention is I think that this is my perception is that when we got started in print on demand, what I would say the majority of print on demand sellers were doing was they were just creating these like one-off super funny designs and probably listing them on marketplaces or going to, going to Facebook ads and like trying to create these like random just one-off designs. And they were oftentimes putting them on these cheap t-shirts and it's like, we're just gonna sell it for like 1999, sell a bajillion of them. And Facebook ads were so underpriced, it was like you could turn a two-dollar profit, sell a hundred thousand of them and make two hundred thousand dollars, you know, like <laughs> and there there was a little bit of an arbitrage at you know, in the 2015 to like 2017, 2018 area. Like, would you agree? And and so over over time, you know, as that strategy is really not not the not doesn't work anymore. Uh, more people have started to create more brands. And that's kind of, again, what we, what we focus on. And I think, so that's evolved over time, how people want to use print on demand. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's probably one of the reasons that print on demands are, have been forced, are being forced to include these options because that's what their sellers want. Do you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I I do agree that um, back in the day, a lot of people weren't they, they weren't focused on creating a brand, like yeah. a long-term sustainable brand. They're just going for one-off sales. A lot of the times, uh, the times have changed. It's more important than ever to have a brand and to get people to buy again and again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do remember back in the day, people would just throw something on a shirt, 1899. That was kind of a going rate or 2299. Yeah. Uh, and they would just throw it up, throw up Facebook ads to a page and it would just be there, a lot of them just had general stores where they just put a whole bunch of funny designs and just kind of hoped that the Facebook ads would take off yeah but that that's so different like now that you bring that up it is so different than the than today's strategy and it's it's interesting how strategies have evolved
0: I think and, a lot of it has little, to do I think a lot of it has to do with trust the trust factor mm, because like yeah. like five to ten years ago even in that short time frame I just think about, how much more trust we had in the internet, how much less spam and like that kind of stuff there was. I mean, today it's like, I think people are more cautious than ever the websites that they're purchasing from. I know I've been scammed uh, a few times, just bought something and then the website vanishes. I never get the product. I have to dispute it, all those things. And so like people are more, are are looking like they want to buy from brands they trust. And so when you create a brand versus just like a one-off t-shirt, you're creating trust with people. Like they're, you're creating that belief. Like this is a legit company. Here's their, all their reviews, you know, all those kind of things. And so people, uh, like we need to create those brands to create trust with people. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, I totally agree. Trust is really big and a lot of people have been burned from Facebook ads and sadly, People, if someone gets burned for a Facebook ad, guess what they tell people? Oh man, don't buy from Facebook ads. I got burned by Facebook yeah. ad. It's like, dude, every Facebook ad anything. is a different brand. Home Depot's on Facebook. Like, like yeah. do you get burned by Home Depot? Like, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. it's unfortunate that it affects all of us. And I remember a couple of years back, drop shipping was really big where right. people are just running ads to this cheap crap, like from AliExpress <laughs> and people still do it. A lot of people still do it. But people were just running ads to these cheap products from Aliexpress and then they'd be shipped directly from the factory in China to like the customer, it would take like three weeks, it would be in this like, brown paper bag, and it would, it would just people, it was just a really bad experience. Sometimes it took a month for people to get it. And it was really, really big for a while. And a lot of people had a really bad experience. And it kind of like, tainted the image. And that's why Like when people do trust us and purchase from us, we want to over deliver on the trust. And once we've gained their trust, it's gonna be so much easier to get them to buy again and again, especially if you are really honed in on your niche. If you're crystal clear on your niche and you're just creating products with your ideal customer in mind. Those You create brand loyalists, you create raving fans, you create customers who want to support your brand and in many cases will buy again and again because they feel like your brand gets them, you know?
0: Yeah. All right. Let's move into number three. This is our final trend for 2024. Not a prediction. (laughs) That's (laughs) makes you laugh. Um, Because again, we're already seeing it. So number three is AI integration into print-on-demand apps. So this one I'm, I'm especially excited about, of course, because I you know talk frequently about AI, put out a bunch of content about, about AI, and I think it's flipping awesome. Um, but what we have seen recently, I think Printify is the first one to do this that we know of, is they have introduced an AI image generator into their print-on-demand software. Yeah. Have you tried it?
1: I haven't played around have with it yet, it yet, but I am going to play around with it. I do have a Printify account. I just, I saw it on there, but I was like, oh, like I'm definitely going to do this, but I kind of shelved it because I was in the middle of something else, no, I need to, but I'm excited it. to see how it is. My, my guess is it isn't perfect because mm-hmm. most like version ones, I remember when Canva came out their image generator, it was brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably a lot better now since when I played with it, but I, I'm excited by this. Like this is innovation, right? And yeah. hopefully with machine learning, it'll only get better over time.
0: So, um, so essentially what it is, I want to kind of explain what it is, um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Printify has this AI image generator in their print-on-demand app. So essentially what you can do, if you have a Printify account, is you can generate artwork f- using AI inside the Printify software, and then basically just use it in your print-on-demand design, add it onto products, so it can kind of like all be done right there in Printify. Which is a cool idea in theory. Um, It's just probably not there yet. We shouldn't assume because we haven't used it. But again, a lot of these version ones are are not so great. Why? So what? What do we see? What do I think will happen? What do I? What am I not predicting will happen? But kind of predicting will happen. (laughs) 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 This is not a prediction. Um, I think that we will see AI roll out into a lot of other print on demand apps and we're going to see it roll out in really really interesting and cool ways probably way bigger than the list that I have here mm-hmm. but a few of the ideas that that I see potentially I'm sure maybe printify will be the first one to add these in but like inside your print on demand app when you're creating the product like what if you could just click a button that generates the product description for you you know instead of having mm-hmm. to go to chat GPT or wherever or write one yourself. Shopify basically. magic, Canva, yeah, yeah. There's there's a
1: couple like like Canva has yep. one of those, Shopify has one of those. But
0: yeah, like how cool would it be if it was built right into the print on demand?
1: You mm-hmm. know?
0: This one I this one I think would be really cool. It'd be AI generated mock-ups. Like oh, boom, just dude. click a button. So like Please...
1: If any print on demand companies listening to this, please take Carrie's suggestion here. Print on demand mockups
0: are brutal; they're so so, bad. But let's talk. Let's talk through this because, like, so you've got print on demand mockups right now, which are just Mm. everybody's going to use the same standard ones inside their print on demand app. You know, whatever the print on demand provides, those are just bland. Kind of meh. Before AI, right? If we wanted to create our own custom mockups, we were either going to have to order the well we could use place it obviously place it's an option mm-hmm. um, a lot of people would order the order the t-shirt take their own photos another option would be like doing it in photoshop which is like could be pretty pretty difficult right to get it on there and now now what what we're starting to see is like our a lot of our six figure founder students they're generating a person inside like mid journey that looks like their ideal customer. So they're typing in things like age demographic and the mm-hmm. background and the scenery. And they're getting these crazy realistic photos of people with just a blank t-shirt. And then they're layer- laying the the design on top of that. So they're starting to use AI to generate these really amazing mock-ups. But what would be so awesome is if uh, we upload our design to the print on demand, or we generate it via AI inside the print on demand. Then, once we create the product, we just click a button like "generate mockups," and it actually creates like unique mockups with our design already on the T-shirt using AI. And potentially, maybe there's some other options there. If we wanted certain types of people, maybe we could specify some of the um, some of the features of that person, you know, age demographic or race or different things like that. And it would pop out those, those mock-ups. So this could be an awesome idea. I, I love that idea. This.
1: And mock-ups, please, without the funky fingers. Like, yeah. come on, guys. Come on, MidJourney. And I feel like these like scraggly fingers. I mean, <laughs> anyone listening that's been generating AI mock-ups in MidJourney probably knows what we're talking about. But a lot of times the hands are really whack. Um, they just don't look human. And so...
0: <laughs> yeah, actually... So- Another thing that I um, recently heard about, I've not tested yet. My brother, who is a, uh, I'm trying to find the text of what he said about it. My brother, who's like a Midjourney freak, he runs. He actually his whole business, like, is from AI. He makes a ton of money with AI, um, which is which is pretty cool. Is that he told me that I'm trying to find the text, but uh, Midjourney just rolled out a like a fix feature. Mm. So when you essentially when you create a pro you create a design and it, you know, looks a little funky. Like you can press a fix button and, and somehow you can like fix it. He said it was like mind blowing, but I haven't done it yet. Nice. So potentially that's there. Anyways, back to our not predictions, but trends <laughs> happening in print on demand. Is, uh, the other thing that could be cool here is, is just like a quote generator, you know, an AI quote generator mm. for your design. So like right now I'm doing this a little bit in chat GPT, but also I've, uh, made a video on YouTube about Vexels came out with a quote generator. So Vexels is like a, a design software, uh, online design software. They have mockups, they have design tools, all this kind of stuff. Well, they came out with an AI quote generator that you can use as part of your subscription. And you just type in like the niches you want. And then it pops out a bunch of quotes that are really good for t-shirts.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like this is like, this is like the no brainer for print on demands. Like, right just add, this is so simple to add in there. Cause like the Vexels tool is like the simplest tool I've ever seen in my life. Like there's nothing to it. Like I feel like I feel like their developers spent like 30 minutes on this and then they were like, all right, put it (laughs) on the website. Like it's so simple, but incredibly useful. And so like this has to be in a print on demand app just to generate quotes and then be able to just create the design, you know, inside the print on demand app. Like Yeah, Yeah, I mean,
1: anything to make sellers job easier, anything to keep them in one system. Ideally, I know we use a lot of different tools, but the more we can bring together, the better. And anything that we can do, anything that these companies can do to reduce the time, because I think that's like the big bottleneck for so many sellers is going to all these different tools and doing all these different things and then taking it into the print on demand You know, it is getting like, they say repetition is the mother of skill. And the more you do this, the faster you get, it just becomes like second nature. Mm -hmm. But still like there's definitely efficiency gains that can be made by bringing more into the print on demand companies. So I love these ideas of essentially bringing chat GPT into your print on demand, bringing mid journey into your print on demand and having it all in one place where you can just go there and create, you can create and you can publish. That is like the holy grail.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I definitely think this is kind of the a few of these things with the AI, kind of the no kind of the no brainer things that I think if if you're a print on demand company, you're going to start adding AI. Like these are the easy things that would be super helpful to have there, and it's less software that we have to subscribe to, and better for your customers' experience and all that kind of stuff. So, Adrian, I think that about wraps this one up, man. We got direct to film printing. See the expansion custom branding expansion more options more print on demands and ai integration into print on demand apps this is a fun episode yeah any any final thoughts
1: No, that was that was great. It was fun talking about these things. And we will have to do like a proper predictions episode in early 2024. And I also love this was
0: not this wasn't a prediction because this wasn't one
1: because this was just to make clear in case we haven't made it clear already. This was not one. So we'll have to do one in early 2024. But I also love to go back from last year's or actually from earlier this year's predictions and see kind of how those played out, too. That would be a lot of fun uh but yeah man do this that is... and
0: see how stupid we were
1: <laughs> <laughs> or how smart we were hey, hey we'll True. find out but True. anyhow this was a lot of fun thank you everyone so much for listening you guys are awesome if you have any questions as always reach out to us we love hearing from you guys yes message carrie on instagram at, at carrie Eggler, me at econ legends academy and we'll talk to you guys very very soon Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Print On Demand Playbook Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us an honest review on whichever platform you are listening from. Thank you so much in advance and we'll talk to you very soon.